What's going on, Packers fans? Aaron Negler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Tuesday, I believe. Yes, it's Tuesday, people. The Packers out on the practice field, uh, indoors, unfortunately, and not out on the grass, but in the con- comfortable confines of the Hudson Center due to the rain in the Green Bay area. But they are on a football field for the first day of a two-day excursion known as mandatory minicamp. That's right. The third day will not be happening because they'll be on some kind of bonding exercise, but the Packers took the field for minicamp. What excitement awaits? I'll tell you what. Um, Highlight of the day, undoubtedly, via following Twitter, undoubtedly the humongous bomb up the left sideline from Jordan Love to Christian Watson beating Jair Alexander in coverage. Incredible 90-plus yard play. There you go. That's what you like to hear. We won't talk about the fact that Jordan went like one for six in the red zone. We're not going to talk about that because we don't talk about OTA or minicamp stats here at Cheesehead TV. It's not what we're about. Uh, The number of gentlemen uh, not participating included Dallin Levitt, Eric Stokes, Rashawn Gary, Jake Hansen, Tyler Davis, Grant DuBose, and Chris Slayton. although I think he was in and out. He was with the rehab group for a while. Excuse for personal reasons to various more, Matt Orzek and Jonathan Garvin. Garvin's been absent for a lot of this offseason. Um, Anders Carlson, our rookie kicker. Ladies and gentlemen, I know you've been dying to know. How's he doing? Well, uh, he hit everything except one kick. Uh, good from 41, 47, 49, 51, and 54. Missed right at 44. But that's pretty good uh, for showing. There in front of the old media folks. I know the pressure ramps up if you're a kicker, uh, the professional grade Green Bay Packer kicker who suddenly have the monstrous media on the sideline. How will he handle that pressure? Well, he handled it by killing it. Um, on one serious note, I am obviously mostly joking, but on one serious kind of interesting note, Malik Heath, the rookie undrafted wide receiver out of Mississippi State, who has reportedly been making at least one eye-popping catch each and every practice of the offseason so far, the OTA portion of the offseason, was working mostly uh, with a group of starters and guys who are in the mix to be kind of the front line in 2023. Malik Heath getting a little run with the ones. Uh, That's what you like to see. And what do I always talk about? Make a play a day, turn some heads, get some consistent level that the coaches think, okay, maybe we can trust this guy. Let him take the next step, put him in the mix. That doesn't mean he's arrived. It doesn't mean he's going to suddenly be chiseled in stone when it comes to the uh, even, you know, game day roster or hell, even the 53-man roster. But you do love to see young guys coming into camp, making a name for themselves and getting an opportunity. Hopefully he runs with it. We'll see. But Malik Heath, your name to watch for the day, ladies and gentlemen. Exciting stuff. Hope everyone's doing well in the comments section. Bunch of folks already mixing it up. Before I get going, let me uh, give a shout out to our friends over there at Ticket King. Ladies and gentlemen, head to cheeseheadtv.com. Go to the schedule and you'll find individualized links for each and every game the Packers are going to play this year. If you want to attend any of those games, follow those links. Use Ticket King. Don't use Ticketmaster. Don't use StubHub. Use a local Wisconsin company. Been in Wisconsin since the early 90s. They have a place right across from Lambeau Field, for God's sakes. Use Ticket King if you want Packers tickets. 
It's that simple. You can also find a link down in the description of this video. Make sure you utilize Ticket King, people, if you want to see the green gold in action in 2023. So good to see everybody. Brandy's here. And yes, Brandy bringing up the news of the day, as it were. Uh, transaction news. Adrian Amos joining Packers East out here in New York slash New Jersey with a one-year contract with the New York Jets. I, I, I only have one question. Was he on the list? The list that Rodgers did not provide to the New York Jets about guys he wanted? Love that Adrian's got a gig, but it's an interesting location. Um, look, I think the Packers undoubtedly would have welcomed Adrian Amos back at their price, uh, which would I don't think would probably be much. Um, I don't doubt Adrian's going to take this one-year deal with the Jets and hopefully parlay that into a two- or three-year deal, maybe with the Jets still, or better yet, on the free agent kind of market next offseason. He's a guy towards the end of his career, but you know I understand the Packers wanting to move on, uh, a reset of their not only of their roster, but of their salary cap. Um, it makes sense. And as I always say, get out a year too early rather than a year too late. Adrian took a noticeable step back in consistency last season. Uh, I think it makes all the sense in the world to thank him for his time in Green Bay and bid him adieu. And here's the thing. His time, Adrian's time in Green Bay was a total success. I mean, the idea that uh, he was signed off the street, obviously as a free agent coming from Chicago, intercepted the Bears to clinch game one of his tenure in Soldier Field. You can't start much better than that. Um, and then was a calming veteran presence back there, a guy who answered the bell, played, I think, pretty much every game, started every game he was in Green Bay. Uh, no, was he a highlight reel? Was he physically dynamic in the, you know, the sense of big blow-em-up tackles or huge play interceptions? No, he was not that. But he was a really good football player in Green Bay and really helped the back of that back end of that defense for the time that he was with the Packers. So salute to Adrian. Uh, dude is uh, he's a good one. He's one of the good ones. And I, I love that he spent time with the Packers after unfortunately having to play with the Bears. Um, and I wish him whatever success with the Jets. How's that? How's that for diplomatic? Packer Nation United. Mason Crosby, next Packer to sign with the Jets. I don't know what their kicking situation is, but I tell you what, I would not be surprised to wake up to that tweet. It would not surprise me at all. Larry, I love these chats. Larry, raining in Wisconsin. We need it. No question about it, man. Definitely need it. That's what drove them indoors today uh, into the Hudson Center. No doubt about it. Uh, what else we got, folks? What else we got? Christopher Lee says, let's go in a lot of exclamation points. Hello. Good afternoon. I would like to see what's going to happen towards this year. Yes, I would like to see, Robert. I think we all would. I mean, there's no doubt there. Absolutely. Brett says, big dog is next to the Jets. I got to admit, I'm kind of surprised it hasn't happened already. I mean, it makes all the sense in the world, right? And Rodgers had made it abundantly clear when he was in Green Bay that if and when he were to go somewhere else, he would hope Big Dog would be there. So, I don't know. Maybe Big Dog is mulling retirement. That's entirely possible. Maybe he's holding out for a better deal from any team on, uh, on the free agent market. We'll have to see. Nuclear family, what's up, man? Thanks for Super Chat. 
How good does Love need to be to get a longer extension and cement it as the starter? If he had Rodgers' season last year, is that good enough? Top 10, 20? I don't think it really rankings of anything really matter. Like, no doubt you're going to be looking at his numbers, but I do think part of it is what we've talked about a lot here over the course of this offseason. Is he taking the coaching? Is he improving every day, every week, every game? Is he learning from his mistakes? Is he developing? But mostly, I mean, is he efficient with the offense? Are they moving the ball? Are they scoring points? There are going to be mistakes. There are going to be rough patches. There's no doubt about it. But I sense my idea, my guess would be probably eight, nine starts into this. They'll probably have a pretty good idea of what they what they have there. Um, don't forget, you know, Rodgers signed his first extension. I think it was six to seven games into his first year as a starter. Um, I don't doubt that Brian and company will take a similar track. You know, I don't think it's going to be a case of having to wait till the end of the year. I think if he shows up, balls out, and does it so in a manner where you can see the potential and the move forward, uh, they'll most likely sign him to a, I'm not saying it's going to be a record-breaking extension by any stretch of the imagination, but something to try and get him locked up somewhat long-term. Now, you know, you never know. Jordan's people could play quote-unquote hardball, although I don't think it would be quite that, but they may balk at trying to sign something so early, right? Jordan's people may be the folks saying, okay, let's give it the season, you know, so that they can look at where he ranks comparative to other quarterbacks, especially of his experience, and say, hey, no, we think he's worth X, Y, Z, and then negotiations begin. But, yeah, I think the Packers will have a pretty good idea, you know, three-fourths of the way through the season if that's the guy they think he is, and they'll probably act to try and get him under a long-term deal somewhere around there, would be my guess. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Abdul, thanks for Super Chat. Hey, Aaron, to piggyback off Nuclear Fam's question, we've talked a lot about what a good season for love is. I'd like to hear what you think would constitute a disappointing season. Ooh, that's a good question. A disappointing season in Green Bay would certainly be one that takes a noticeable, significant step back from last year in regards to not just the record, because I think last year's record is probably realistic for this team. Uh, But I do think, 
show a lack of improvement throughout the season would be a disappointment. A team that looks similar at the end of the year to what it looked like at the beginning of the year would be a problem, would be a disappointment. Um, I think that's one of the biggest disappointments about last season. The fact that with you know the playoffs on the line, a chance to wipe away that five-game losing streak and all the frustrations of the 2022 season, the Packers reverted to form and became pretty much the team they had been all year against the Lions to keep themselves out of the playoffs instead of really grabbing that moment and showing everything they had learned and all the development and all the kind of steps forward they'd taken over the course of the last month or so of the season. They were never really much better than they were at the start of the year. That, to me, is a disappointment in 2023. Uh, they're very young on offense. We know that Uh, they've got to improve on defense. We know that none of those answers are going to come in week one. Uh, What the biggest question is, is can this team grow and develop from week one to week 17 uh, in a manner that shows a team that's growing, a team that's getting better? Because look, we've talked about it a lot. This is not a Super Bowl contender and no one should be under any illusions that it is, but it certainly is a team filled with talent that needs to improve and needs to get better and lay that foundation that we've talked about for trying to get to a Super Bowl in future seasons. That's what this year is all about. Robin, LVN going to smash some fools this year. I do not doubt that you are correct, sir. Matt says, I'm looking for the defense to be the identity and carry us some while the offense gets its footing in sync, and that may take a season or two. You would hope. You would hope. I know that was the idea last year. That never really materialized, but yes, that's the dream, right? Um, I would love it if this became a, I'm not even going to say defensively focused team, but a team that was, you know, firing on all cylinders on the defensive side of the ball, helped them to win football games instead of hindering them and or causing them to lose them. Uh, I'd be all about it, but uh, fool me once, right? It's going to be real hard for me to buy on the pack, buy in on the Packers defense until we're several games into this. Uh, just after la- the last year left a bad taste in my mouth, man. Where did I get that hat? I got this hat from our friends at the uh, National Vintage League. Uh, they're in England, London. They can be found on Instagram, National Vintage League. But yeah, they have great stuff. In fact, just this morning, they tagged me in something that I put on my Instagram story. Uh, the sideline cap or the championship, not sideline cap, the championship cap that uh, uh, Reggie White and company wore after uh, the Super Bowl win. Good stuff. (laughs) Number one Packer fan, Jordan Love. This is all in caps. Jordan Love does not need to be Rodgers. Just felt that needed to be said. I think most people understand that. I think most fans get that. That's always going to be a comparison in the media, though. Don't get it twisted. That will a thousand percent be something that's talked about, written about, conversed about on the airwaves all throughout this season. Now, hopefully that dissipates over the course of time. But, man, in a media landscape that saw us comparing Devontae Adams' fucking stats in Las Vegas to the Packers wide receiver stats each and every week for weeks, you know Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers' comparisons are going to be made each and every week. It's an unfortunate byproduct of the world we live in. But yes, you are a thousand percent correct. Jordan Love doesn't need to be Aaron Rodgers. He just needs to be Jordan Love. Brett, have I read any Packers books this year? I have not. Um, 
I have not really kind of had a moment to sit down and relax and read anything. Um, hopefully going to do that now that mini camps are wrapping up and they're going to be on break for a little while. Um, I'm still working, but uh, hopefully I'll have a little bit more time. Uh, that's usually what this is usually the window here, you know, late June, July, I uh, start to dive into some of those things. Uh, what else we got here, folks? Any word on what Grant Dubose injury is? No, Tyler, nothing that I've heard or read. I know he's missed an awful lot of time already, uh, but hey, that's why guys like Malik Heath get opportunities, right? And they make the most of them. Uh, but no, not, I, not that I've seen. There may be reporting out there that I've missed, but I haven't. And the team doesn't need to give an update. They're not required to give any injury information until basically the lead up to week one. So, you know, you'll see guys obviously out of practice and training camp. And then sometimes we'll get word of what guys are dealing with. But Matt doesn't have to give any kind of injury report or anything like that. So nothing yet. Bryce asks, favorite Packers book, though? Just for everyone who's wondering or interested on this topic, I did do a whole chat a couple years ago about my favorite Packers books, both ones that I've owned and that I've read in the past, etc. cetera. Uh, that's up on our YouTube channel. You can check that out. Uh, but it's always forever and ever going to be the number one most favorite book ever about the Green Bay Packers or anything around it is uh, When Pride Still Mattered, the Vince Lombardi biography by David Mar Marinus. It's not only a phenomenal sports biography. It is one of the best biographies I've ever read about anybody. It is incredible. It is an amazing book. I cannot recommend it enough. Um, I know it's funny. I saw someone on Twitter gave me a shout out because I had recommended it and they read it and they loved it. I'm telling you people read that book. It is absolutely incredible. Abdul, thanks for the super chat. What's more likely this season? Sean Ryan gets cut or Myers loses his center job. Damn. Why are you out here being all negative, Abdul? Um, I'd say Sean Ryan gets cut most likely of those two. That would be my guess for more likely now come up with a positive one. Lord, people, I know if it bleeds, it leads. Uh, uh, number one Packer fan saw a video of Stokes doing some light work. Good to see him moving around post injury. I, there was great video of him in the warm-up session, really running around. And there was one moment where he actually changed direction like legit looking like a corner. And I thought, oh, well, okay. All right. I, he looks a little further along than I thought he'd look at this point in the, in the process, so to speak, but I mean, really encouraging, uh, still going to be very surprised if we see him anywhere prior to the second half of the season. But, uh, yeah, I love to see him out there. Love seeing him just run around. Definitely. <laughs> Aaron just bored. It's June. I hear you. I hear you, man. I hear you. I heard Love hit Watson on a 95-yard TD today in seven-on-sevens. Yes, David, he did. I actually talked about that at the start of the stream. Play all the day, as the kids like to say. Um, you love to see it. Hope to see it in the season. But it is June. They're in shorts. Don't put. Don't get too excited. But it's uh, it's fun. It's fun. I love the idea of it, and I hope to see it, say, week one in Chicago. That's That's when I would like to see it. I don't want to see opposing teams playing the song Love Stinks. Outstanding pull, Rockstar. That's great. Um, it's a great track. Jay Giles Band. Classic stuff. Gotta love it. I mean, you just know the folks at Lambeau Field are going to be pumping every love song they can find. Any song with love in the title. Come on now. Gotta do it. Um, 
This is an interesting question from Spenny. Why is Ben Searmans the only offensive coach that hasn't been promoted from Matt's initial staff? Excellent, excellent question. Uh, that's a great question for Matt when I get to training camp. Um, I can't begin to tell you. Uh, I can't even posit a guess. I do know that the workings of the staff and the work that goes on behind closed doors, and I talk about this all the time, is really hard to discern from the outside looking in. Uh, it's really difficult for anybody who isn't involved in the intricate day-to-day to speak with any kind of assurance or intelligence on any of the assistants. You know, people always want to say, oh, these wide receivers are doing well. The wide receivers coach must be amazing. Well, okay, maybe. But we don't know. We don't know what's being asked of them. We don't know where they're succeeding, where they're failing. We don't know what benchmarks they are reaching, which ones they're missing. There's just so much unknown on the outside that I try. I mean, uh, you know, there's moments that you can clearly see, say, in camp or game operations or things like that, where you can kind of maybe garner a little bit of information about what the uh, assistants are up to. But for the most part, they're day to day, especially when it comes to teaching their charges, how they handle the classroom aspect, how they're transferring that classroom stuff onto the field. That's all a mystery to us on the outside. So it's an excellent question. And it's one I hope to ask Matt in a couple of weeks. Um, please remind me, by the way, because uh, I do these daily chats each and every day when I'm in Green Bay. And I'll be in Green Bay pretty much from, oh, I think it's July 31st through the Patriots, um, the Patriots preseason game. So I'll be doing these chats every day. Please remind me because it is a very good question. Rob, thanks for the super chat. Who do you think are the most likely Pro Bowl slash All-Pro candidates in 2023? Who do you think are the most likely Pro Bowl All-Pro candidates in 2023? Well, I think uh, Bakhtiari is your lead pipe lock for an All-Pro. If he stays on the field, which it sure feels like they've got a good way of working and making sure that happens, he'll be back to being an All-Pro. I think Aaron Jones can make the Pro Bowl. I think Watson is an outsider for the Pro Bowl, probably, um, although it's a crowded field. And uh, on defense, Kenny Clark could sniff the Pro Bowl, I think. Uh, Who knows? I mean, the the rookies and the youngsters, man, let's get them on the field before we start talking like that about any kind of uh, accolades in that regard. But I think those are the leaders in the clubhouse. Ben, thanks for Super Chat. Hey, Nags, I got my Watson jersey finally. Well done, buddy. There you go. Got yourself sorted for this season. And it's a good call. You know, a guy who burst on the scene halfway through last year, but he's still got three years on his rookie contract, so you know he's not going to leave next year. Well done, man. And he could really blow up this season. You've already got the jersey. I like the way your head. I like the way your head. Let's do it. Brandy, Patreon happy hour this week. Did I not post it? Did I forget to post the info? Yes, there will be a Patreon happy hour this week. Um, Hold on a second. Hold on a second. That's a really good point, Randy. I might not have posted because I have a very weird schedule this week. Yeah, I'm going to have to... uh, Yeah, I didn't post it, did I? Oh, no, I did. Oh, no, I didn't. June 5th? What is today? This is riveting stuff. I know people. So, yes, there will be, but uh, it won't be today. But I will get it, uh, information up for everyone, uh, hopefully by the end of the day. Thank you, Brandy, for the reminder. 
Ryan, thanks for the super chat. The year is 2033, and Packers Twitter is on fire because they won't sign Baby Gronk at the free agency deadline. <laughs> oh, the Baby Gronk thing is so, so sad, man. That whole episode, everything about it is just sad. I just feel sorry for the kid. I actually feel sorry for the dad. It's, the whole thing is just sad, man. Tim, thanks for the super chat. Hey, Nags, is this the time of year when they learn how to cover crossers? Oh. Tim T, why must you torment me? Man, you would hope, right? You would hope. But probably not. Most of that work should be done in camp. We'll see because then you've got pads on and you're actually allowed to be somewhat physical with guys at the line of scrimmage. So maybe, hopefully, you get up on them and disrupt their timing and don't allow them just to waltz into the defensive backfield and say, oh, no, sir, by all means, please carry on with what you're doing. But you never know. You never know. Hey, Nags, when did you first meet Tom Grossi? Heeb Sheboygan. What a question. When did I first meet Tom Grossi? That's a great, great question. I first knew about Tom when I was on the beat. Um, I think I discovered him because I put together kind of a recap of Packers content each every kind of day, Monday through Friday, when I was at the Green Bay Press-Gazette. And so I found some of his stuff, the PackCast stuff, the early PackCast stuff there. And so I have featured it in a couple things. And I know Tom told me later, like, he really appreciated that because that he didn't have a big audience then. And then we just, I don't remember how, but we just kind of started communicating. And I do remember at one point specifically asking for his email or getting his email off the website, I think, and inviting him to come on Packer Transplants because we really loved his stuff. And somewhere in the archives here on the YouTube channel is a appearance where Tom's here in our studio. Um, and he was on Packer Transplants Live. It was a lot of fun. And then we had our famous throwdown where we played Madden, where I whooped his butt here in studio. Um, yeah, I've known Tom for a while now. And it's so exciting to watch him absolutely blow up uh, both his channel and now what he's doing, the 30 for 30. I know he was on McAfee yesterday. That's amazing. He was at St. Jude today. How incredible is that? Again, uh, I've said it a couple times. I'll keep saying it. If you have the opportunity, please not only obviously subscribe to his channel, but engage with him on this 30 for 30 thing. It's amazing what he's doing, raising just literally over $100,000 already for St. Jude, all the amazing work they do. Uh, Tom's a great guy. What can I say? I've known him for a while now. Uh, good stuff. You and Tom should commentate a Madden simulation of Packers versus Bears. That's not a bad idea, actually. That's not a bad idea. Brett Stingle is out here with Collision Low Crossers. That's a great book, actually. I remember when Petten got hired. That was like a treasure trove of trying to find out what Mike Petten is like. Um, but yeah, that's a really good book. Um, what else we got here, folks? Uh, Walker has to mature and keep his head in the game, then Pro Bowl. Dennis, I think Walker's a, a sneaky possibility for the Pro Bowl. Um, yeah, obviously got to stop getting thrown out of games, but he certainly seemed to be putting it together towards the end of the year. And if he pops off right from the get go, who knows? Although who knows, uh, maybe he and Devondre Campbell cancel each other out because both of them are balling out so hard, right? We'll see. Andrew, thanks for the super chat. If you had a time machine and could travel into the future, how far into the future would you go? And why would the Bears still suck? Uh, I'd probably, I don't know. I'd go 30, 40 years to see what a shambles uh, the Bears expansion has become, whatever 
monstrosity they end up building for that franchise with a roof on it. Um, and then knowing that Lambeau Field is still Lambeau and gorgeous and beautiful and perfect. And yes, the Bears would still suck because they're the Bears. Gotta love it. All right, everybody. I gotta get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the channel. Subscribe. and Tell people around the world. This is what we do, people. Jonathan's in here with a last-second super chat. What's up, man? Do we see more mesh concepts this year? I feel like that was a thing in 2020, but they got away from it. Maybe I'm mistaken. I don't know the numbers on it, but I tell you what, anecdotally, it feels right. Uh, you know who would know that, and I'll ask him, is Dusty. Um, Dusty Evely. He nerds out on the offensive side of the ball. He has all the breakdowns of the concepts run. Uh, I'm sure he could tell us. But yes, I do think we'll see a little bit more of it. And I do wonder if Rodgers' aversion to the middle of the field and Rodgers' defenders, just don't come at me. The numbers bear that out. But he is you know, not a fan of throwing over the middle. You're, play, well, you're running mesh. You're getting a lot of dudes in the middle of the field division. Rodgers likes things delineated on the outside, traditionally. That's how he's like to operate. So maybe that could be something we see a lot more of uh, with Jordan under center. We'll find out. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Please, please hit like, hit subscribe. Tell your friends, tell your family. Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go. Go.